forever. Dog. And now to Honor America, a podcast that may feature a litany of public domain songs, sad mice, sad rabbits, sad possums, and of course the dreaded bodiness. Find out which exhausting old-timey song Jason thinks is a bop as we deal with America Sings on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, a show where if you like hearing the names of corny-ass public domain songs uttered, uh, this is the episode for you. I'm Jason Sheridan, joined as always by Mike Carlson. I'm here, and let the public domain names begin, let I say. Let the public domain uh, folky you could nonsense be, begin. You could be any sort of pop star now and do any of the songs in America Sings and do them for free because they're public domain. So Dua Lipa could do... Yankee Doodle Dandy? Yeah, that's right. Except like the last quarter of this show. Three, oh, right, yes. Three Dog yes. Night would have something to say to oh, you. Oh, yeah, there's some copyright going on. Scott yeah, Gardner yeah. also true. here. There's, yeah. yeah, there's, I think, three copyrighted songs amidst a bunch of old bullshit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad we're all on the same page about this. I think uh, we are. Yes, America Sings Likers uh, <sighs> apologies. If, uh, yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we all yeah. came in with an energy, I feel like. <laughs> Perhaps an assumption that this thing was like... Oh, we might be a little more endeared to it than maybe we. Yeah, yeah, it has all the ingredients of something that you would say, like on paper. You'd go, "Oh, wow, this show that none of us got to see live." I don't think, right? Because it's we would be no. too. No, yeah, well, nobody's Scott, here is too. Logistically, is, you may have been able to see it between the ages of like one and three because it closed <laughs> yeah. in '88. It, I think it may be because uh, I think the first time I went was '88, so it could have been there. You could, but, but my it. parents maybe didn't uh, feel like it. And I asked my mom about it this morning, and she had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, and then you, yeah, you guys lived out here. I just talked. I was just talking to my parents, and they're like, "Oh, what's the topic for the show today?" And I said, "Oh, America sings." Just nothing, nothing, no recognition. <laughs> like, what? And my mom is much more into Disney, but we, you know, she went to Disneyland in nineteen. I don't know, seventy something, maybe the last. But I don't know. She <laughs> apparently she knows she loves Burl Lives' singing voice, but she doesn't know America sings. Yeah. So maybe not the fondest of, of feelings yeah. for this thing. But look, it's 4th of July weekend. We're all excited about it. We had to talk about something uh, patriotic, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, of or, course. Or are we making that up? I think we might be making it up. Well, uh, we, but it, we it give feels our, nice, doesn't it? We give ourselves a lot of puzzles and rules and metrics to do the show by. <laughs> and this might be an example of like, oh, maybe we... We may have stepped in a snare of some they're sort. They're gonna want. They're gonna want to hear about a something. thing that even our moms don't know about or like. <laughs> they're gonna yeah. need to. It's gonna boost the SEO. Everybody's gonna be searching America all weekend. Yeah. that's what I do the whole weekend is just type America into Google yes. upwards yeah. of thirty times a day. We have the the ceiling to floor list of uh, federal and postal holidays, and we're like, well, we've got to make sure when these come. Around. And every any piece of media that I consume, I expect some sort of patriotic version of it or episode so like hacks is on and i expect there will be a sort of fourth of july hacks i understand the season is over but i think that uh 
that'll probably yeah. happen, right? No, I'm expecting I had imagine. it. Mayor of East Town, yes, they'll be Patriotic. Fourth of July, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, of course, <laughs> America, Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's always going oh, to be a Fourth of July it's special. The Keystone State, Delaware County. Are you kidding? Oh, that's true. You, you would know? completely. Yes, yeah. you, you'd have to. Lo- um, so the audience is jazzed. Yeah. They are, they're absolutely jazzed. I really, in talking about if we're going to do rides about every holiday, or to cover rides that cover every holiday, I really hope that there's not some Columbus ride that we aren't oh, aware no. of. If there is some cursed Christopher Columbus attraction. It's some godforsaken park. There's got to be a Columbus Come along. ride. There's got to be <laughs> the tales of Chris. Let me. I'm looking it up right now. Kind of a Sinbad, like an attempt at an inspiring. He, and he made friends everywhere he went. <laughs> <laughs> well, the power that... of friendship, and then brought on the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, and they all talk. The three ships all. I'm Nina. Now that is kind of that vibe is kind of present in this attraction because yeah. one of the like the thesis of this ride is like let's talk about the history of songs in America and the music in America and um Ollie Al says like where did they come from and Burl Ives uh Sam Eagle or Eagle Sam not Muppet Eagle Sam but uh he goes like well people brought them from their home countries and it's like that's bullshit <laughs> that is not present in this right at all there's all only, yeah these, there might be like one or two maybe one but that's... most of these songs were just stolen from slaves and people singing in honky tonks and brothels uh yes that's and they true never made a dime off the things they well, that, well that is very true yeah. um but let's let's back up a minute <laughs> To explain, in case you don't know what America Sings is, <laughs> we're in because we're coming hot. in real hot today. I don't know what it is. I'm For, confident a lot of people. Don't I, know. Yes. Yeah, much of our audience not alive when this was running. Some like probably like us, a chunk of them just born. Mm-hmm. That's so. true. Yeah. Um, but so there was the Carousel of Progress, and most people, I think, if you're listening to this show, I would assume you know Carousel of Progress. It's a robot show where like an older man explains the new. Uh, uh, gadgets in his kitchen <laughs> like that's basically the show but the but in different kitchens and kitchens yes, 20 years you. apart until you get to the uh, in the current one till you get to the future of 1998 yes that's i mean that right. would be funny if walt pitched it like that oh, it's the um it's a man and he's older and he wears a sweater and he explains what new devices are in a kitchen <laughs> and that's basically it it's the most four. dynamic show i've ever heard of yeah, yeah and that ride of course Looking towards tomorrow, looking course, towards yes. the future. Yes. Tomorrowland, tomorrow where this ride land. exit Tomorrowland, the right? Song. Progress to tomorrow. Yeah. But what is more Tomorrowland than a look back at the past? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of this thing that, yeah, like a lot of moments in it. We're like, why am why is this? There's this old hound dog, or like uh, uh, chastising a drunk goose, and uh-huh. this is this is in Tomorrowland. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> Wait, there's a- I got a question about that. The hound dog hassling the drunk. Is the drunk coded as Irish? <laughs> Oh boy! Because like the the pub window looks like it says Joe's, and the drunk is wearing like a little bowler hat, and Uh-oh. I'm like, <laughs> that immigrants causing is, trouble. <laughs> I mean, the cops definitely Irish. He was going to beat the shit out of that drunk for mm. singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old dog, so. yeah, the old dog was going to beat the shit out of the, the goose. <laughs> what kind of name is Adeline? That's that's the, the key. That's, that's a good what question. They're singing about sweet Adeline, hmm. Adelaide. <laughs> 
line. I'm not that, sure. That was on the B sharp. They sang that on the B sharps episode of The Simpsons. The whole attraction is full of weird cruddy songs that <laughs> I only know from The Simpsons. <laughs> which y'all, because later you also get old gray man. Oh yes, yes. What used to be, which completely on The Simpsons is presented as like, what if a old man pulling his pants down <laughs> sang this cruddy song? Uh, yes, that is true. <laughs> One of the safest songs too in this. Production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one seems follow who knows you never know what's what's around the corner but anyway yes so uh to fill in the history of this we're getting into the 70s and there's kind of a feeling that people have seen the carousel of progress they know it they know all its moves and we got to get something else into this rotating spinning theater and go take the carousel of progress so that a new audience can see it and we can go not change it there for 50 years <laughs> yes this premise is wild to me that in the 70s they're like do you feel like people have seen this don't we have to do something different I feel like around around the world at these parks like i think it's fine i think we'll let that one sit well that's oh, that feels like more of a general electric suggestion than an imagineering suggestion maybe oh because it was so dependent on their sponsorship and electronics and it's mm. like, well, a lot of people in California have seen this, but we, you've got a brand new park. Maybe we, we can need, move it there. Yeah, we need the people in Florida to see the appliances in the kitchen. They haven't yeah. seen the progression of appliances. So if they, yeah, now we get, we'll give them 40 years of this. Mm-hmm. 40 plus. Teach them about appliances from 50 years prior. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, there's washboards now, yeah. electric wa- washboards. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> yep, been the times Floridian. It's been dazzling Florida audiences ever since. By the way, I'm making these jokes. We like Carousel Progress. Oh, yeah. Carousel yeah. Progress looks like uh, like Ben-Hur compared to America Sings. <laughs> Whatever. Cla- Casablanca. It's like Carousel Progress yes. is a masterpiece compared to America Sings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just blinked because I'm like, yeah, sh- I'll pretend I've seen and like Ben Hur can do. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm I'm catering to that film, the AFI Top 100 crowd. When I say that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that's one of my top ten films. It, mm. it, it, Carousel Progress looks like Citizen Kane compared to this, The Other Side of the Wind, right? Mm. Film heads. That's right. You're more you. If, if there's anyone on the podcast that's the AFI guy, it's you. Yes, the other side of Lynn, of course, Orson Welles' unfinished movie that was finished finally mm-hmm. a few years ago, and you can watch it for free on Netflix. Or if you like me, were sucker and paid forty dollars to a Kickstarter <laughs> seven years ago, oh. uh, you can watch it that way. Um, and uh, it's fine. It, it's, it's, it's fine. It he had a lot of unfinished All this time, or partially we've waited for stuff. this Orson Welles gem to come. Eh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you were, I mean, I, I believe, I don't know if we've talked about it since. I think on the Great Movie Ride episode, I did declare you Podcast the Rides Robert Osborne. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little more of some right. Osborne style uh, factoids from you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that part. I mainly remember when the gangster came in and started shooting us and talking about cum. Huh. Yeah. That doesn't, jewels, that I, doesn't seem familiar. That doesn't seem familiar more, to me. But the, I guess the Osborne thing. I don't know. I'll go back. I think listen. if everyone thinks of the bit they like the most from that episode, they're going to think about when I said Jason was like a kindly old man that would introduce movies on uh, TCM. 
Yeah. Or whatever, TMC, what the hell? Turner Classic Movies. Turner Classic. Oh, I was right. Good. Who saved the uh, the great movie ride for the last few years. They, they right? ponied up sponsorship. That's, he saved it. Putting a Robert Osborne intro saved the ride. <laughs> no, no, I mean like saved it monetarily, oh, like oh, support-wise. Yeah, financially. I thought you meant that was like a refresh where they were like, we got to do something current for the great movie ride. I know what it is. Well, I loved it. I was <laughs> certainly... Osborne. Yeah, the uh, that yeah, all the kids then came back to see it. Yeah, um, but anyway, too many eleven-year-olds. They had to <laughs> push them out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's nineteen seventy-four. We got to get something else in here. Um, let's uh, and and so uh, America Sings shows up. I'm acting like I have more information. Well, well they wanted to, they said, wanted to celebrate the bicentennial. America had bicentennial fever, and yeah, sure. Two months after this ride opened, Richard Nixon resigned in disgrace. Don't worry about it. That's fine. what are they? What are the makers of the funny you think supposed to do about Richard? Mark Nixon's Davis didn't know about Richard Nixon like White when uh, I just Watergate. Need more the vibe in America sometimes, <laughs> like hey. Hey, you everyone's kind of out of it because we lost the Vietnam War. Let's get a ride in there. Uh, it starts off with the well, Confederacy, a, history's biggest fucking losers. <laughs> it was the 1970s, though. No one knew what what the hell was going on. No, no, it was a, kind of a bleak time. I think that's why people latched on to the bicentennial. It would so be crazy. Much. It would be crazy if it was like a very progressive show. Honestly, that would be more shocking to me. Oh, I don't. I didn't expect that. <laughs> they were like, "We got to get okay, bro. You got to come back in the studio. You have to, as Sam Eagle, address the resignation of Richard Nixon." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have to. We have to do that. We have to uh, amend this to talk about uh, what Nixon has done. The theater and, won't be moving today. <laughs> I have some thoughts. You know, the White House is not to be sullied with. <laughs> Burl Ives should have gone in. They should have done like an overlay every time there was some sort of disgraceful thing America did. <laughs> and Burl Ives would go in and, and address the audience. I'm just saying that Disney is very good at myth-making. And, of course. and the number one thing they're good at myth-making is Uncle Walt, the character of Walt Disney. Yes. Well, that's and their number, greatest character. That's the greatest character. The number two myth-making could be argued American excellence like is in a lot of the parks hmm. like not the international parks but yeah you've, you've got a real essay prepared I, for today's episode i, I, I <laughs> did a college term paper because i thought i was waiting to like latch on to like well i like this bit and uh, uh, that just wasn't coming <laughs> it, it started to bubble up on the second or third viewing because i i was trying to give it a chance sure but sure. man well, i just... was ready to drop kick that weasel i'll tell you what uh, the weasel's rough the weasel's, yeah, the weasel's rough. rough the weasel is bad yes i don't disagree with that um yeah yeah, it's just, you know, look, this is the same. It is funny. I was th- like, even just like thinking about being a kid and like doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Now I go, oh, that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So like the idea, yeah, in the 70s, it's like, yeah, of course the show is going to be like this. Mm-hmm. There's like no way around that. But look, there's cute animatronics as well. Well, of course, Mark Davis designed animatronics, animals. which I think outside of the context, yeah, of, of the whole show even... Because I don't even, like, look, this is not as good as Country Bears by a mile. Mm-hmm. Country Bears, again, Country Bears is like um, hmm, uh, Jean-Luc Godard's Breathless compared Goodness. to, okay? <laughs> <laughs> compared but, to some crappy French movie. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, to some Gerard Depardieu bullshit in his later years. <laughs> some <laughs> confusing action movie yeah. he made yeah. where he could barely jump over a foot high wall. Depardieu, I I believe, in Europe has like taken the career path of of, like a Seagal. 
like Depardieu movies now where I'm like, oh, this is dog shit. <laughs> but he's like beating people up, hopefully. I, <laughs> like Seagal. Just so, uh, he, it's just, uh, it's hard to tell. No, no, just in like Seagal, like got really bad and will do anything. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Well, look, the, I, I don't want to put down the early work of Gerard Depardieu. I'm just saying like sure. later. Yeah. De, de, but yeah, I'm going to keep doing these film star. references as a man who knows all about film. The whole show here. Okay. So, okay, the film crowd. Um, um, but like, okay, so we've got, well, all right, Mark Davis, uh, we could talk about a little bit. Um, he, like, I mean, it, the, the best thing about this show for sure is the characters and, Mark Davis, I, I can't pretend to be a, a super expert about about the stuff and these, you know, what what specific Imagineers and everybody did, but I do associate Mark Davis with that you, you the characters that you see that match the sketches that you can go look up, mm-hmm. and where the the character is really fully formed, uh, you know completely what they're about and sort of what the joke of them is. There's something charming about him that translates from his sketch mm-hmm. to his animatronic, and you, and the, he fits a lot of story into an animatronic that essentially can't do much. You yes. know, like at most they uh, you know can move from one point to another point or they can like rock in a rocking chair or maybe even just flap their mouths but i feel like all these mark davis characters you're like all right totally under like if you want needed to make a movie about this character you could you could figure out a lot just from their the, the way they look and their vibe well and, and that's a thing you'll see a lot about this ride is that a lot of st- this stuff uh, a lot of these characters were concept art designs for the unmade Chanticleer movie. Chanticleer is back. Chanticleer is back. What was the episode where Chanticleer like overtook the episode? Uh, was it Sword in the Stone for yes, some reason? Yes, it was. Yes, yes it was. But yeah. why? What was the connection I, there? I think they had two or three options of a movie to make mm-hmm. that was in the running. Like, Chanticleer was in development for a long time, maybe like 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Was and, it like Orson, that Orson Welles movie? Uh, you know, <laughs> actually a lot of his stuff was in development for a very short amount of time, especially I later see. in his career where he kind of had to run and gum, but probably a little too influenced by the European, right. uh, French new wave movement. Um, but there's no, there's no Kickstarter to make, get Chanticleer made. Uh, no. not, not until we post this episode. <laughs> no, but the, mania. the, the, uh, folk tale of Chanticleer was the inspiration then for Rockadoodle. Yes, Scott, yes, we did talk about that. You, Crucially, you saw Rockadoodle when you were a kid. No, I have no Rockadoodle. You, you haven't seen Rockadoodle. <laughs> no, I've not seen Rockadoodle. Man, we might. That was a movie that I, I haven't seen Rockadoodle like, either. Oh my god, I watched it a bunch, and it freaked my shit out every time. <laughs> it warped you. you were, yeah, you were, I, you were talking about how you weren't that into music on the last week's episode, but now you're saying you were a big Rockadoodle kid. I was a big rock. Well, I feel like we got VHS tapes of Rockadoodle and the Brave Little Toaster, and both of those kind of like sinister stuff in both of them. Like characters in distress in an in an upsetting way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, Fievel and all that we were talking, I think, oh, on the Fievel, other episode yeah. where it was like, there's stretches of movies around that time where you're like, the character just seems like depressed and they're like sobbing and it feels like this is going on forever and you're a little kid and you're like this is supposed to be fun and they move slower than characters today yeah, yeah the much scene slower there's only one one character in there yeah if you told me rained on i haven't seen five goes west since i saw it in the theaters as a little kid if you told me there were 45 minutes of five sobbing alone in that movie <laughs> i would not be shocked <laughs> I go, oh, that seems right, yeah. I miss my home! Yeah, yes, exactly. An so. American tale, yes. Five Goes West, I remember being a little lighter. 
It's very maybe. orange. It's very brighter. Maybe. <laughs> I had that one on tape. I didn't have the other one on tape. And uh, yeah. Only I, 40 minutes of sobbing. Yeah. 40 minutes 40, versus 45. Yeah. The, the like, oh no, someone got cholera on the way to like <laughs> five <laughs> Deadwood. <laughs> five will sick. Throw the mouse corpses off the boat. Oh no. <laughs> they'll, they'll make us sick. Don't you see? Just like str- I'm like stressed for weeks afterward. Like, is five going to be okay? <laughs> Will there be a mother, sequel? Mother, mother, this was Jimmy Stewart's final performance, mother. Mother, this is Jimmy Stewart's final performance, mother, and I want you to be aware of that. We should be respecting Jimmy Stewart. That's you, by the way. He's great. He's great in Final Goes West. He gives it his all. God, sure. I got that. Yeah. yeah. And he, he uh, yeah, the old kindly sheriff winds up killing Fievel. <laughs> it was a 15-minute funeral sequence. <laughs> And then the yeah, and then in the movie they're like everyone stand up and really imagine this is happening. <laughs> there's like a title. There's like a card that appears. It's like please everyone stand. <laughs> now is the point in the showing where the audience should feel free to get up and say something about yeah. Fievel. <laughs> there's a reason they call Fievel Goes West a prequel to HBO's Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah the early like, if he was at the arc light now like uh, now sure has to come in and, and like direct traffic does anyone want to say anything <laughs> where i mean we're we're in here for another 25 minutes yeah so. we can't there's no way to fast forward this <laughs> so um yeah sure i've so uh i felt pretty bad when he was sobbing for so long there <laughs> that's all i gotta say yeah all right good anyone else <laughs> <laughs> come on talk yeah you may as well talk it's gonna be weirder if you don't (laughs) quite frankly um okay so it's it's mark davis characters and i do like the characters and i think it made me think that i might enjoy this attraction (sighs) yeah that's of course what yeah um but like okay you know i think there's no reason to like save this chronologically america sings probably most famously now uh is the source of so many of the animatronics in splash mountain we know this we've covered this in Splash Mountain. if you're a disney head you know that uh that uh, america sings closed around the time that splash mountain was going to open how do we populate this long ride with lots of characters this mm-hmm. is the way to do it it right. also tied together nicely because mark davis did concept art for Song of the South. Now I say nicely in the same sentence as Song of the South, I call, and I regret I, it instantly. Yeah, I clocked it. I clocked um, it. You said it. Let's just remove those. I just mean in terms of art. You're style. just giving the fact. You're yes. giving a fact. I'm saying what they thought then. Yes. In the yes. 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I know how to make this a less grim episode. Yes. Let's talk about Song of the South. <laughs> Dear God. But I think that we again the these the characters are nice. I, I, I and I know. like them in Splash Mountain too. Where I I think I thought that like oh America Sings is a attraction with no blood on its hands. So I feel bad that these characters are <laughs> thrust into Splash Mountain where uh, you know <laughs> which is problematic. Another turn of phrase. In fact, it has literal and figurative blood oh, on its God. hands. I <laughs> we clock, have to brighten this I episode. I clocked that up. Guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll just I'll just stop using uh, language of any kind. We could just go back to that bit about Fievel being so sad. <laughs> That'd be fine. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say that I I agree that I think the character designs are nice, but I think Country Bears by a country mile in terms of getting <laughs> character. That's a wholesome phrase. All that's right. no, that's no, the nothing, way to make a point, Scott, on this episode. Nothing yeah. wrong with that sentence. <laughs> I think. Let me Google it. A country mile originally a term. Oh, no. For, <laughs> no. We're forced to walk country miles against their will. Oh, man. Um, 
I, I, I think Country Bears does a much better job of communicating, like, character, quote unquote, character, like, like vibe of the well, character. Well, I think that too. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But the character design is is certainly um, very you know uh, bright and vivid well, it and feel like, and of course like because mark davis did so much disney stuff you see the characters and they feel very familiar and yeah it's very much feel... of a piece with many other attractions in the park yeah yeah um but I, yeah i don't it's like yes i think we all kind of have the same thing of like we love robot bullshit mm-hmm. the show is like 90 percent robot bullshit here on this podcast yeah uh so we're like all right mark davis designed yeah great and then it's just i'm I don't think the show's not like Country Bears is like a funny show. This show isn't really funny. There's maybe like a couple no. like attempts at jokes. The clip, the the show I watch on YouTube, it's like not getting much as far as laughter is concerned. <laughs> maybe it was a bad. Hey, maybe it was a bad crowd. We've all had rough nights on the on stage. I did see a video uh, where where the audience was clapping along a lot to Yankee Doodle Dandy, and I think it was just like the. The backing music is a certain like. Do you think da, they added da, da, claps da, 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 da. No, I think the audience is clapping oh, along okay. because it's just like. But that's because easy of, to clap to. It's easy to clap to. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they were like thrilled to like hear any any of the. Yeah. I think that's right. Also, it. I don't know how they escalate it so quickly from like a dozen animatronics and country bears to over 100 in this attraction. Is that yeah. how many it is? It's something like... It's I, 115. Yeah. Is it really? It's 115, 115, which there's I, so many in Splash Mountain, so that, that kind of helps sense. explain it. Like That does make sense because they're like the same kind of geese come back, but then the geese will be wearing like a different vest and a different hat. Yeah, but it's, mm. it's, it's different and different on yeah, different wow. stages and stuff. And it's also, I counted... A, I, I don't have a rough estimate because some, some of the songs repeat... Like thirty-seven songs, it's like just snippets of so many songs. Like Country Bears is like a perfect album length of songs. Yes, and this is just doing like two seconds of like where the buffalo road. It's like the it is like the sequel to Country Bears, but they got too they got too much money. They had too much excess. We've mm. seen it a million times in rock and roll and in the movies. Or a filmmaker in a f- rock and roll. <laughs> in rock and roll, you see it. You see it in rock and roll all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, American Idiot is perfect, but then uh, the next, the next album. You fucked up. You fucked up, sir. With that one. What are you talking about? I've never wanted you, to storm out of an episode so much. <laughs> you would have been so much easier on yourself if you said Dookie and then like American Idiot. <laughs> No, American Idiot, I maintain, is good. And the follow-up... Which you I'm, didn't say good. You said perfect. <laughs> that, is a, that is a heck of a word. I'll tell you this. I don't have a memory of saying perfect, even though it happened 45 seconds ago. <laughs> I don't have a memory of learning all the lyrics to a lot of American Idiot songs, but I somehow do when it comes on the radio. It was just an earworm back, you know. I really... Here's what thing is. I said that, and I thought I'm going to have a great reference because I'm going to say the name of the follow-up album, which was not nearly as good... I'm trying to find it because I'm blanking on the name of it. But it was an attempt to do another bigger, crazier thing. They were trying to do American Idiot Part 2. It just did not work. So Country yeah. Bears equals American Idiot. And it, <laughs> these are both perfect. American Idiot and Country Bears are both perfect <laughs> pieces of art. And similar, uh, definitely of a piece. Probably one inspired the other. You'd have to assume. Uh, yes, I think that's probably correct. Uh, the album, of course, was called... 21st century breakdown 
we know that now. Mm-hmm. Was that the a- most that phrase has like been in songs already. <laughs> this is the most like uncreative. <laughs> but I know you're not saying that one's perfect. Yeah, no, so. that's the bad one, Scott. Yeah, okay, okay. No, that's no, the flawed it. album. <laughs> not not the album that has Jesus of Suburbia on it. <laughs> oh, a nine minute song that I do legitimately enjoy. I feel like I'm like I, I don't want to keep talking about American Idiot, but I also don't want to keep talking about America Sings. So I'm like choosing between two like uh, floating blocks of ice and I don't know which one to jump There's on or whether to just jump into the cold water. A phrase called pick your poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want, uh, I wish I were in Dixie or my old Kentucky home. Oh, no. Or do you want uh, 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 We Are, We Are, We Are the Waiting, which is one of the songs called We Are the Waiting. Do they say we are we are we are we are That's we are we are we are the, the youth of a nation that other stupid song <laughs> it is we are we That's are a pod we are we are yeah immediately after pod the, the after P, yes they copied pod oh boy boy oh boy well <laughs> we are, it's nice we to are. be more mad at something than america sings Can, i, I, I want to talk about one one of the things i have an issue with america sings is mm-hmm. uh it I mean, every every sort of like making up video. There's a defunct plan on this from a few years ago um, that that hits a lot of good factual stuff and and big points about this. And they, Kevin, pretty much immediately is like, you know, why why is this in Tomorrowland? So already it's confusing where it is. Mm-hmm. And then you you the another thing I came across was like this is this is the last the first ride that Walt did not have fingerprints on. Hmm. And it it is, I don't know, it does feel very inconsistent. Well, it was written by Mark Davis and Albertino, I think mostly. Okay. Uh, Al, Albertino being, and we'll get here, we'll, the, we'll, we're going to do a little tease uh, later maybe, but Albertino is the basis for Big Al on the Country Bears. He was an Imagineer. Oh. Uh, and it they call, like, okay. and he looks like Big Al from the Country Bears, but hmm. I think Mark Davis and him like wrote this as Did well. You say Albert. Tino. I think his name is A L B E R T Bertino. Yes. Okay. Got but, it. But one of the things that's inconsistent too is like it's it's split up with a prologue and an epilogue, and then it's divided into four parts. But those parts split. Like the first two, Act One and Two, are the early South and the Old West, so geographical locations. Act Three is the gay '90s, so like the swinging 1890s, and Act Four is just called Modern Times. Mm-hmm. So kind of inconsistent. What do you mean? Well, like two, it's like, okay, the the first half of the show is places and big places, important. Oh, you you're know. saying there was locations. The there's first locations, two are locations. And then there's time periods. And then there's time periods. So and you, that, that just seems like bad production sense. To, like, it's like someone needed to do another pass. Well, do they, go, s- like, let me ask you this. Do they say those names in the show? I can't remember. Do they say like, and now we go to modern times? I, I Maybe think they do. these are the behind the scenes because I consistently came across these four right. names. So this might have been within Imagineering. They're referring to it as this. I would also say, yeah, they would uh, calling it the Deep South is probably better than being like before the Civil War. <laughs> like, is, is that the, when you were starting to do research on this? And then you come across, like, so what was this thing? What were the part? What's the first part of the Deep South? Oh, no. Sorry, the Early South. The Early <laughs> okay. South. Well, it says, deep, too. It says it's- deep South on the Wikipedia here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, both are bad. Yeah, so sure. both are bad. <laughs> sure. The first act you can throw into the ocean. 
<laughs> uh, except lay down by the river, uh, down by the riverside. Except for the heavenly singing voice of Burl Ives. Yeah, wait, let's talk about Burl Ives. Because mm-hmm. Burl Ives ties it all together. Burl Ives is uh, Sam the Eagle, who is, as I've definitely said on the show before, all eagles are Sam. They are. There's yes. like three. The Olympics, three, Sam Eagle. The Olympics from the 1984 Olympics, yeah. Sam Eagle, who I'm very fond of because he was still kind of around L.A. when I was a baby. He was hanging out? I like him. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You'd just see You'd see him he at was like an- He was like Angeline. <laughs> see him at Randy's Donuts, all the kind of uh, typical... Sure. <laughs> stereotypical LA spots. Uh, the Sam, uh, the eagle, the Muppet, obviously. And then right. this is Sam. Eagles can only be named Sam. Right. Uh, here's a tangent, which I think is less uh, troubling. <laughs> so sure, go ahead. About, which I've, I'm happy to do. Um, I was like, I don't know a lot about 84 Olympics Sam, other than, other than I saw him when I was a baby. Uh, what was the deal with him? And I found... <laughs> Uh, on his Wikipedia, that there was a in the in that era in like eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, that it was such a Sam mania, such Olympics mania, really? that there was a full cartoon series made about him in Japan. Really? Why? Uh, uh, if you haven't seen Sam the eighty four Olympics mascot, it's very similar to that. He's like wearing a red, white, and blue hat. He's a very Uncle Sam wow. eagle, an uh, American symbol, and yet they made a Japanese cartoon about him, which I highly encourage looking up the intro of, uh, you know, I mean, bonkers 80s Japan animation, as you might imagine. Um, but let me read the description of what this show is. Um <clears throat> Private investigator Sam of Los Angeles is mysteriously transformed into an anthropomorphic eagle oh resembling God. the 1984 resembling. LA Olympic mascot. I don't think I really read this before copy-pasting like, it. It's that- a man, and the mascot exists. So it isn't a show about the mascot. It's a show about a man who gets turned into somebody who looks like the mascot. Is that how, like, when Todd Phillips is doing press for Joker, he's like, this might not be the Joker. It's a different Joker. It's not the oh, Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all eagle. Everyone's getting eagle-fied. Eagle-fied. <laughs> is it, like, similar to, like, the story of, like, not Buzz Lightyear the toy, but the man Buzz Lightyear <laughs> space <laughs> It was the original version of that, yeah. yeah. Whoever did this voice, if there was Twitter in the 80s, they yeah. would have... Uh, Explained forever like him. Uh, okay. With the help of his hilariously busty assistant, Canary. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on here. Yeah, I can't make it through one sentence of this. There's things to find at every a turn. Busty Canary. But it's but it's not a canary. It's a woman. And if you watch the intro, um, like definitely the like the main way, the main thing that is featured about her is like cleavage. Hmm. And apparently that like factors into the show. Like her boobs help. Uh, things happen, but she's a they woman. Move the story along. She's a woman who just resembles a canary. Well, no, no it's her, just hair her yellow? name is Canary. Oh, oh she's it. just a normal woman. Normal she's woman bosomy, named Canary. Is she blonde, woman. like Canary it. Yellow? I don't think color? so. No, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I don't think so. I'm giving them too much credit. <laughs> I, I can't. I can find no uh, life preservers for okay. either of you guys. I don't know huh. what how to uh, make this make sense. All right. Um, okay. So, with the help of Canary, Sam has to fight the bad guys and chase down his nemesis, a cockroach riding a skateboard. Okay. Now, is the cockroach a real cockroach? 
Yes, I did watch the intro, and you do watch him ride in on a skateboard, and the whole gang, the the cast of characters, which from the group shot at the end of the intro seems to be forty five characters, they all get <laughs> startled and run away from the skateboard cockroach. Okay, and does the cockroach have any like physical thing I should know about, like a large bulge or something? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything I need to know? The intro does not reveal. <laughs> How big the cockroach's penis is. Okay. And um, I want to say, I mean, maybe that that can't be big because it might get in the way of the skateboard riding. Okay. So maybe it's, maybe like, maybe he's just got like a, a pretty wide butt. Maybe it's something else. The cockroach, <laughs> the cockroach has a big butt. Okay. That's what I'm going to take from this. Uh, got it. Now I can picture the character. Yeah. 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 Big old seat. Um, so, uh, and, the, and then just, you know, that's a more standard as it goes. St- Sam's hat contains almost everything he needs. And when the going gets tough, he takes out special magical Olympic rings to help. Wait, wait, his hat way. gives him what he needs? His hat. He has, yeah, there's infinite things okay. in his okay, so it's Uncle like, Sam so it's a Felix. Hat. It's like Felix's Felix magic bag. Set up, yeah. yeah. Wait, Felix the Cat has a magic bag? Yes. yes. Felix the Cat, a character from 60 years ago mm-hmm. that had a cartoon. <laughs> that you should all More be than that. From 105. Pleasure Studios, yeah. <laughs> he was created in the gay 90s, uh, 1890 <laughs> around. Uh, yeah, Felix had a magic bag, like Mary Poppins' bag, and he could know, ah, pull okay. anything out of it, a knife, a gun, I guess, anything. <laughs> Anything he needed for it was an adventure. mainly weapons. Yeah, he was he was violent a violent cat. <laughs> uh, so you're saying this hat bombs. is like that, but yeah. he also had rings with the rings stored in the hat. Um, it says he takes out the rings, so I think so. <laughs> I think he probably keeps those in the hat. I mean, if you had a hat with infinite space, kind of like a phone that's hooked up to the cloud. <laughs> That's really what this is. You can put anything you want in there except could physical. It? If the cloud, you could put like stuff, your things in your apartment. It could be like a, a Gizmo Duck. Do you remember how Gizmo Duck would get his outfit on? His his robot outfit. Uh, no. I believe he would say uh, blather and blather scythe. I believe that was his catchphrase. And then wherever Jason's looking at me like I'm crazy. There, uh, there's a reason this company is the biggest media company in the world <laughs> with these home runs. <laughs> um, much like a, a later Iron Man suits, wherever the Gizmo Duck suit was, yeah. it would like come to life and fly to, um, I forget, the Qu- Quentin Mi- something was his name, was yeah. the character's name. Mary Poppins bag also has quite a bit of stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just great? saying that yeah. maybe the Olympic rings are a similar thing where he ha- he could like sort of summon them wherever they were at any moment. Oh, man. Like he doesn't have to keep them in the hat. Yeah, he doesn't have to have them in the hat. He could have them at home and he summons them or like, yeah, like uh, Iron Man summoning the Hulkbuster armor Which, from a satellite. You got to hope that because those things could be sharp. Those become like um, those are blades if they're whipping around the earth to get to well, they're sharp. Sam the they're sharp. Maybe. Or just the speed. It's like if you yeah. throw a, a quarter off a skyscraper. Right. By the time it's t- to the destination, it's a weapon. I bet yeah, I bet you could um or I bet he could change them too to like like they could be sharp sometimes, but I bet he could shrink them and they could be like brass knuckles. Oh, that's cool. Or like <laughs> the um uh the Captain Planet rings don't like Yeah. Those, th- those expand into so like powers shoot out of them or something. They well their powers combined. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> they each have their own power and mm-hmm. then they But they keep the, the ring powers. on them, right? Yeah, they keep the ring on. Yeah, it's similar to Green Lantern. Very similar. Now yep. that I'm thinking about it, very similar to Green mm-hmm. Lantern. Now, this is great. I love that we're not talking about the Atreides. This is bit, Sam the 84. I knew that I loved him when I was a baby, and I I didn't know why, and it was because years later, he, he would, would save stall. You. He would help us stall and not talk about the attraction for 
much longer. Uh, yeah, well, look, I like the idea of the show. Uh, I, I mean, I'm dying to find some episodes of Sam Eagle if it's, 80s anime. That's so, or, yeah. I'm sorry, or Eagle Sam, maybe. Eagle Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, let's, let's see if we can do that. And we'll, um, if we don't like the rest of this episode, we'll just edit in an old episode of Eagle Sam for sure. the rest of the time. So right now, if you hear, we'll record like us a fuzz, driving to Little Tokyo to see if we can come up with bootleg, like a bootleg DVDs yeah, DVD. of Eagle Sam. And yeah. if if we abandon the rest of the episode, you'll hear like a right now you hear you'll hear like a fuzz, and then it'll just cut out, and there'll be a, a, a it'll just be and then it'll just be like just Japanese dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Twenty eight yeah. minutes. Right. Uh, Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scoville, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Burl Ives, I think, best known uh, voice, uh, his voice performance as the narrator in The Frosty the Snowman, the Rankin and Bass Frosty the Snowman. Rudolph the Reindeer, I believe, right? Or is he also... Or is it? Uh, sorry, in... it's Rudolph. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. He is a um, snowman in... He is a snowman in yeah. Rudolph. And I love the claymation it. one, not the uh, cell-painted one. Yes, and I love that special growing up. I still think it's great. I think his performance in that is great. Yeah. I am not wild about Eagle Sam, probably because of just how just much think... he sings Yankee Doodle Man. Like, <laughs> you gotta really I, like Yankee Doodle. And that's Doodle. more, yeah, that's, and truly, like, that, that, I agree with you, but yeah, then that's just like, uh, Yankee Doodle's not a very good song. <laughs> no, and you have to hear <laughs> it backbone. again and again. Like, glory, glory, hallelujah, is, at least has some oomph to it or what something. What is better, Yankee Doodle or the Boulevard of Broken Dreams? <laughs> Let's ex- I mean, let's examine well, the lyrics. I have to, wait, I don't know though. <laughs> Maybe what I read, Yankee. If, if I had to like, listen to one of them, Yankee Doodle's gonna be over like that. So do 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 do, 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 do or I walk a lonely, lonely road. road. Yankee Doodle, lonely road that I have no question. It's Yankee Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> my shadows oh, it's only that one, one that oh, walks no. beside, beside me, me. Oh, <laughs> my boy. shallow heart's the only thing that's beating yes yeah. <laughs> please stay away from don't make me hear 21 guns <laughs> 21 Guns is on uh, the other 21st Century Breakdown. Oh, phew. Okay, okay. So 21, Guns, 21 Guns is too, sounds too much like all the young, a like bad version of all the young dudes to me. Oh, absolutely. It's another ripoff. These dicks. All the young dudes. Yeah. I was mad. I, I made fun of you for time of your life, I think, one time. And I, yes. I, th- I guess I'm making, I, apparently I really hate Green Day. Well, like I was shocked because one time you told me like you never even liked Dookie or anything when you were younger. No, that would have made sense to like. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't hate anybody for liking that but like i don't know like well look big in 94 just like my arch nemesis weezer i guess I, right. these bands i'm like i don't let them for the one album i don't cut them slack even pinkerton. more more, al- more albums from weezer you know, you know yeah pinkerton uh yeah green day. it's interesting yeah green day i don't know I've never heard anyone who hates Green Day. Weezer, I've certainly heard. Every one of these songs gets a rise out of me. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to, you know what would be a good Patreon? Is just maybe even a video component of you listening to all nine minutes of Jesus of Suburbia. 
the oh. whole rock like it's like five it's parts one song it's one song it's nine minutes and it changes it's like got five different parts it's like a suite dear god uh, and i would like to and then you could pause in between each part each suite yeah we interview and we like, interview you, you on how like? you feel we give you uh, some like behind the hey we watch the uh I, behind the uh, music the lyrics on this one and what do you think about this scott does it make you like it a little uh, more to find out they actually they recorded that part and like that came to them they wrote it in an hour they recorded it in an hour I'm pretty good. Oh, really? I believe it. (laughs) But then the other suite, it took like days and days to get that right. I'm the son of... This is how I sound when I talk to people about the Beach Boys. Hold on. I just want to give you a couple lyrics here. Uh, I'm the son of rage and love, the Jesus of suburbia, the Bible of none of the above. Honest... (laughs) Also, is such like Honest. I, I just went to college and I have some ideas about religion. On a steady diet of soda pop and Ritalin. Oh yeah, because this—that's how we treat our kids in this country. We just say we just like amp up the energy and distract them from the real issue, the rot. We got to do, do, do this for a Patreon. I <laughs> we got to do I it. Guess I guess this is a real breakthrough. I guess I hate green. Two thousand core, right? This is or this yeah, is just 2000, after two thousand core. Well, it's like, like uh, two thousand four, I think. Yeah, so I I don't think it's perfect in like late nineties, early two thousands, two thousand core, but I don't think we. We've given a nomenclature term yet to mm. what came after. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War on Nobody Terror Core <laughs> isn't super fun sounding. We keep talking about another tier for our Patreon, and maybe, yeah, we, it's like a pain tier, because I've said I'll release <laughs> a solo, uh, an album I made when I was like 20, and maybe the other, yeah, the other episodes are, I forced you to listen to like Weezer songs and uh. Green Day songs. <laughs> This would this would be a pain tier for the listeners as well. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe see. it'd be tears from them. They'd be crying like five possible. How could we punish Jason though? Oh, uh, I just have to read the tweets that come in where uh, someone just says, "I actually like that," which happens every episode. It's like, yeah, guys, this is what you can like it. It's fine. We don't. That's we don't care. We like you hate you too. hate that as much as I hate these songs. If oh no, no, mildly... not to that extent. No, no, no. I, I'm just goofing. Jason I'm just is goofing def- a little. Jason, I will uh, say, is the most bothered by like negative stuff. By- yeah, mildly, negative even feedback. mildly negative. Oh, I think, I, yeah. I just, I, I sometimes, I, I, I worry. I provoke, provoke the same reactions of like, no, I love this thing. I'm just goofing on it because it's a little sure. silly. I love silly stuff, and it's like, no, this one, I, this sucks. No, the, the America sinks. Like, <laughs> kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. I know the Jason torture tear. Make him eat a banana in the morning. Oh, oh wow! wow. Uh, I've been a little better on that recently. If I found, if I eat something before the banana, <laughs> you still I'm have okay. to, you have to prime the pump i need to prime the pump because i know i need the fiber and the potassium we'll make it <laughs> once again my baby son can have a banana in the morning with no issue well he's got you know he's just a ball he's he's like a brand new car you just drove it off the lot and uh, uh, an old July. and i'm like at <laughs> best pipes. at best cert carmax certified pre-owned where where it's like oh it's it shouldn't go wrong but you never know uh Real quick before we get back to America Sings, I want to. How are we done? I read the graffiti on, in the bathroom stall like the holy scriptures of a shopping mall. <laughs> huh? Where did you find that random live journal full of poetry from 1999? I want to make it clear, I do like this song, but <laughs> I do think it's funny. Uh, I have, I have another, I have one more thing that if we just fill up 90 minutes, can we not talk about the show? 
Does that count? I, that's interesting. Would anyone be? Yeah. I mean, we've floated the idea this, of this like one nobody's watched. This is related. I, I though, can a sum up bit. like chunks of the show pretty well. If you have another, you know, if you have a non unrelated America thing, because I do have a couple things I'd like to discuss. It's Save not. It. It's not unrelated yeah. because it's a it's a, a Burl Lives thing. I think it's very related to okay. uh, issues that we that we discuss. Because uh, I was curious more stuff about Burl Lives. Uh, I know the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but what else was this guy? And he's described as a, an itinerant singer for a long time. Yes. Maybe a folk singer, like kind of keeping uh, keeping old songs alive. That's why it makes sense for him to be the, the narrator of this show. Um, and I discovered that as he traveled the U.S. in the early 30s playing his banjo, uh, he was jailed in Mona, Utah for vagrancy and for singing Foggy Dew, an English folk song, which the authorities decided was a body song. Wow, really? <laughs> the official phrase I found every, anywhere I googled, <laughs> Burl Ives' Foggy Dew incident. If you go to the Wikipedia for Mona, Utah, this is a town that has nothing else to say for itself other than that they jailed Burl Ives in the 30s. Because it was like a dirty song he a was singing. Body, a body song. Seeing the word body... In the wild was was something wow. to me. Um, now let me. Um, uh, so all right, the song is about because I was trying to then decipher what was up with Foggy Dew. What was so this is it required a jailing. Someone had to be arrested right. for singing. They didn't even write the song. They're singing Foggy Dew with their banjo on the street corner. Uh, and uh, so, okay, so the song is about an out, the outcome of an affair between a weaver and a girl he courted. Uh, it has a, it, one of the lines in it is, and many a time I rolled my love all over the foggy dew. There's something <laughs> weird about it, but also I can't like all over. I can't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could sort of sexualize that, but it seems like a stretch. So I'm like, well, that can't be it. And then I discovered that in the sixties, Burl Ives appeared on the Ed Sullivan show and he wanted to perform foggy dew despite his arrest for this very song 30 years wow. prior. And they said, sure, but they made him change a line much like famously the Rolling Stones and the doors had to do these silly line changes to be on Ed Sullivan. Right. I had no idea the third in the offensive song, trifecta was Burl Ives and Foggy Dew and I'm now going to read you the verse uh, of the that contains the lyric that had to be changed and uh, see if you I want you guys to see if you can guess what is the what was the line that was a problem okay go ahead again I am a bachelor I live with my son we work at the weaver's trade and every single time that I look into his eyes he reminds me of that fair young maid what, what, it's whoa, the whoa, whoa. it's the last one. It's got to be. I look into his eyes and remind me of the fair young because he had an affair. To, like he didn't wasn't married to the woman. That's the source of the problem. Right. Yes, you got it. Uh, I didn't get it while reading it. So very good. But that but you don't have the the line. You don't have the line that had to be changed. Okay. Yeah. I don't. You're, oh, he reminds me of like the a different body part of the woman. No, no, the uh, bust uh, of the woman. No, no, no. I was reading the I was reading the original lyrics. Oh, that was the that original is one. Not the cleaned got up it. lyrics. Okay, got Those it. Those are the ones it. that could not be on television. <laughs> uh, all right, the line is: "Again, I am a bachelor. I live with my son." This had to be changed on television to "Again, I am a widower. I live with my son." <laughs> oh, because the idea. That you would have a child out of wedlock could not be broadcast on right. television in the 1960s. What? 
there was no scenario. <laughs> there was no scenario where they were like, "Yeah, that could be. F- that could be." Well, I guess. Yeah, that no, it, it I, goes by so fast. Like, what? What's the problem? I, I think it's that he he might be back on the scene after the death of his wife, mm-hmm. and he lives with his son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just just saying I'm a bachelor. I think it sounds like they wanted a clarification. Yeah, I think clarification. They needed clarification because liter- like you live with your son and not your son and wife because the wife is dead. But I'm not sure within the world of the song if the wife is dead. I think no. They, I, think I think she might be alive. I think they. I think Ed Sullivan killed the wife for yes. narrative purposes. They would rather have the wife be dead than alive and divorced. Yes, it made everyone feel much better about this. Like this uh, carouser. That- Great, good. Now, Burl, you could play your banjo on TV. What was happening in this? Can you think of the 60s as like when things started getting wild and this that makes zero sense. What a square time. That still. actually ties in almost one-to-one with the song in America Sings mm-hmm. called A Bird in a Gilded Cage where it says <laughs> that... Um, uh, uh, one uh, the the songwriter was asked to clarify, change some of the words in the song to make it clear the woman in the song is married and not a mistress. <laughs> this is this is again a great tie together to America Sings as an example of like man, people in the past sure were stupid and insane, huh? <laughs> not to look at everything through a twenty twenty one lens, but ah, the past. <laughs> So many, nothing, it's nothing like, but fuddy days. <laughs> like it's the exact. It was like the same reaction to like uh, like a Cardi B song. It's the yeah, exact yeah. like it was the exact same like oh my god we can never show this to people and on uh, Cardi B stuff is on TV now. We're not the only guy harumphing is like Ted Cruz and he's kind of like fake doing it. For yeah, likes. yeah. Like now is this was a it was like the whole world was a bunch of Ted Cruz's and I mean like attractiveness wise too. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's the Republican kayfabe. It's the like fake outrage stuff. Yeah. Where they're just like trying to get somebody mad but like yeah, Ted Cruz doesn't give a mm-hmm. shit about most of what he says. Megan McCain, we'll miss you so much on the view. <laughs> Your different perspective is what Right the fire to the show. I, I, Disney Disney owns both Star Wars and Marvel and a daily show where some of the dumbest people in the country sit around a table and have conversations about things they couldn't possibly have, in the most case, any knowledge about. I think they should put... I, I was going to say put Sam Eagle in this chair in the Megan McCain chair. <laughs> but I guess he's not a, a female though. <laughs> I, I was going to say uh, Scott is to Green Day as Jason is to the View. Yeah, Jason hates we, the View. We, we both I, discovered. I some don't. Interest. I mean, I I I like Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar to some extent, and it's just. But even they have some really cockamamie takes sometimes. <laughs> they at least had like a talent they displayed at one point. They you know, yeah. like, yes, they, we know them from their work yeah, in other they, media. Like, oh, they've done thoughtful work Megan before. McCain. Yeah. Like, she is her father's daughter. Do you know who her father is? <laughs> she would have been mad that America Sings got taken out if it was she was on the air during this time, I think. <laughs> That would have been all. Can you imagine the conservative news cycle if the cable news had existed when America Sings got taken out? I don't think we've said yet. Um, America Sings stuck around until 1988. Sure, but still. 14 years. Yeah, that's true. That is a long time. This is like we've inadvertently done a series of rides recently where one of the takeaways is like, that was there for what? How long? Can Can I ask a logistic question about Sam Eagle as a character? 
Yeah, the one now the, this one, America Sings one, not America. America Sings one, not the Olympic ring slinger from Japan. Right. Or the Muppet. Or the Muppet. Uh, does Sam Eagle have a tattoo on his chest? He has like a. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? He has like he wears okay. He wears like a top hat that's very like stars and stripes. But then he also has like an emblem. I think that's a girdle. I think that's a patriotic girdle. <laughs> I gotta perform. Is, gotta suck in the gut. Or did he shave his feathers off on his belly and tattoo a big like American flag? American flag shield oh, or dye oh. some of the feathers or like have colored feathers stitched in. Like change them out. Put red and blue ones in. <laughs> I feel like seventy four isn't that far removed from like you have a tattoo. What are you, a sailor? <laughs> so I, was Sam he got it in the war? Was yeah. Sam, <laughs> he got it on like a fleet week. <laughs> and, then, and, yeah. and the navy, he got a full. It's a pen, yeah, it's a stick. He got tattoo. a full like belly tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's so weird. Are you looking at a picture of it? It looks so strange if it's not I'm a piece not of clothing. I'm not currently looking at a picture of Sam Eagle, no. Well, go- maybe Google it. I mean, it just it looks so strange to me, and I really can't tell what they were going for other than to make him like, yeah, like he's like not even like it's a it's an abstraction of a character even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's holding like an arrow as well, uh, and... Yeah, yeah, the arrow is very funny, <laughs> which at the end of the direction he is holding outside of the Capitol... <laughs> yeah that's true you imagine he's also got zip ties in his back pocket <laughs> uh yeah sam eagle for sure i mean he's up to something yankee doodle dandy says i don't understand all these objections to the recount in arizona i'm putting this arrow right through mike pence's head that traitor <laughs> he's no yankle yankee doodle i'll tell you that ollie al you haven't spoken enough support you're dead to us <laughs> i feel him with the arrow <laughs> I, I feel like there's a reason they didn't put sam eagle into splash mountain they knew something they're well, like no 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 sam eagle's too much no well no those the, the animals at that point were like he is a carpetbagger and he shan't be coming <laughs> uh so yeah i don't know i i cannot find any literature on the idea of what that was on his chest belly um let's okay let's how little can we talk about the show so hmm. it is a it's a big review of as we've said a bunch of sort of what now feel like public domainy songs but they are like a lot of them are like traditional american songs and also as we said yankee doodle is the it's the wraparound music that's why it's in it so much if you've ever seen the carousel of progress you know that the song is used as the loop you leave one room and you enter the next room and they're mm-hmm. singing great big beautiful tomorrow it's a theater in the round so the same song has to play to seamlessly take you from one room to the next and in this they use yankee doodle as that right so it's really all on the back of yankee doodle and they not only that but it is like so breathless about yankee doodle not only do they sing it a bunch of times and then in different styles but then at the, you've got that weird part at the end where it sums it up like yankee doodle told us once that, <laughs> that songs will build our future that, and that sucks so much really that might bad. be one of the worst touches in a ride an attraction <laughs> I've ever, I'm like, fuck off, Burl. Like, fuck you, man. Do I still have this in front of me? The past is just a start. Tomorrow will bring songs to you that come straight from the heart 
another thing he had to say. <laughs> what he? No, he didn't. This what is, is like, Yankee Doodle? The, America, the A team is working on Epcot at this point. Yeah, American, sure. American Adventure is like the Seventh Samurai. Kurosawa's Seventh Samurai yeah, compared to this. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, like American Adventure is like much more watchable. I feel like than this. Oh yeah, I I think <laughs> one of the things that's interesting about America's Adventure is that they're there's an absurdity to it and there there's also a consistency to it which is missing from this like the, the, these snippets of songs are sh- so short and like you, you the just the first okay right out the gate you're singing dixie you're singing i wish i were in Di-, like that come on man in 1974 you knew that sucked and then lil liza jane is a very that seems to have a very murky history of like oh the, uh uh Slaves uh, had been heard singing a similar song, um, and then, but then also you bookend that with Camp Town Races, which has a very checkered like history. You don't like, know the history of all of them, do you? I don't no. want to know them. <laughs> no, I do, I, I do know the history of all of them, no. unfortunately. But I'm not going to do all of them. But it's just like I don't expect Disney to be like the people's history of the United States. But it's like. You're you're stripping any context or history from it when you're just p- putting everything next to each other like that. You Google any song that like you sang in preschool and you're like, oh my god, it's from where? What the fuck? Like <laughs> yeah. horrified. But it's like an, uh, on top of just what you're saying of like like if you look at history for anything, you're like, oh Jesus. But then on top of that, you're like, these songs aren't even good. like who wanted to hear this in the seventies? Uh, yeah. Like like it's just not. It's like the country bears is like stuff that the songs like were funny or weird or whatever, but like, I don't know. It's just like a, it's, I guess you're right in the sense that like putting all this stuff together isn't even like an enjoyable show. Even if you were to like take out any of the context for it. Right. Like some of these songs are like a hundred years removed by the time you're at 1974, let alone looking at them nowadays. And yeah, a lot of it gets stripped away for like schoolyard or chorus, children's choruses singing stuff with no offense intended. But it it is like when you go back, it's like, oh, Ring Around the Rosie is about the plague? Jeez, please. <laughs> there is, yeah, there is a lot of stuff like that. It is, it is all, it got to a comical point as I was going through the show. Again, I think that, to give it some credit, Acts 3 and 4 uh, uh, start to get, start to get better. But like, I mean, there's some nice. <laughs> but at that point, it's too late. It's a little late. <laughs> the Down by the Riverside, I think is a cool a set pic- pieces. Okay, and wanna- that is a good like song. There's a pig. It's like a showgirl, and I like that character. I was exactly thinking that I don't. I think I always <laughs> don't like when animals, especially showgirls. <laughs> Another pet peeve of Scott's: animals are showgirls. I think, yeah, I think so, and I think, yeah, anytime we've come across, which in theme park world you do, you come across this all the time. There, every theme park, if it's been around for over forty years, has a, like a handful of female characters that are animals. That were dressed as showgirls. As showgirls that has removed the context of uh, the, the sex work that would often go along <laughs> with that position. This is really Debbie Downer today. Yeah, yeah. I want you to know that that pig was also doing I'm, sex work on the side, gentlemen. I'm adding a little bit of the Nashville, the 1970s uh, Nashville, Robert Altman's yes, Nashville. Yes, that pig was singing America. for a good time, Jason, but that pig, that pig would also turn tricks for you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know that. That's right, yeah. yes. 
No, I don't like big when yeah, animals have like big feathers and they're in cane cane you, lines and I don't like animal May West. <laughs> like, why is there so much of this? Would you be comfortable with animal prostitutes? <laughs> In the same way, you well, don't like that? Not because they're not everywhere. One. What's that? <laughs> because they're everywhere. <laughs> um, I would personally say no, but I wouldn't frown on anyone. No, no, we are pro animal <laughs> sex work. <laughs> um, okay, well, let me let me say this. Uh, yeah, I, one thing I was thinking about was um, characters who I enjoy seeing in Splash Mountain. What did they do in this? Because it's yes. a whole, like, we, now you just pass by them on the log ride, and you're kind of missing the context. What was their thing before? And I was especially looking forward to what do th- what were the sad characters doing? Because that's yes. the funniest turn in Splash Mountain, is when things things get dark. And it's, it's always such a surprise. You're cruising along, and then like, oh, and... I was like, okay, so so it's a possum and it's bunnies, and the answer is pretty funny with both of them. The mother possum has a ton of baby possums. We know that from Splash Mountain, yes. and then you see them in this, and she's singing the song "I Wish I Was a Single Girl Again." Yes, and that's that's definitely the sequel to the 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 guys that turn me on, turn me down. I feel like that's the sort of a similar uh, joke yeah, sure. in the same. It's in the same lane of like, mm-hmm. but not as good, not nearly as good. Not as, not as good. But I like, I like knowing that like, okay, so her character context is she hates the children. Yes. She's mad at the, having children. Yeah. That's the joke. Get rid of the kids. And then the other one, the sad rabbits, yes. the rabbits do <laughs> like, what could this have been? And you know, like, all right, I don't think they changed it from a happy face to a sad face. They must've been sad in America sings too. And in that case, it is Ma Rabbit with a bunch of kids, uh, and there she's upset because she doesn't know where her husband is, but is pretty sure he's at the bar. Like it's a, <laughs> she's wailing about her, the, her drunk dad. Multiple drunks in this attraction. Yeah, that's a, that's another like we're talking about this being just unpleasant, and it's unpleasant. On- Ten different levels. Those good old songs of America, and then like, where's my husband? Yeah, like every context, it's on unpl- almost every, except for just like looking at a picture of the characters. Every other, con- <laughs> every other piece. Uh, yes, in the history of everything. I think this is why we thought we should do this. Yes, episode, because we like I know that. Oh, and then they moved to Splash Mountain. That'll be fun to talk about. And one of them is a goose in Star Tours, and we'll talk about that. And I've seen pictures. I know that this show is a blast. Then you watch a video. Video. No, it's not a blast. <laughs> no, it's not. Fail. It's a bummer. Too no. late. <laughs> it's, it's, it is like they got like some message. Like everything. Like Country Bears is like they're like very jokey about everything, and I'm like it's like ah some gallows humor. Ah yes, aha. Oh, but that's okay. Next on to the next song. This is like this rabbit looks like she's been depressed for thirty years. I don't know how old, old <laughs> rabbits can live till. Oh, on laudanum and opium. Yeah, and she is every she is. <laughs> sort of old timey Coca Cola, like a crazy Coca Cola. The, doc, the doctor's out of options, and they're going to consider. A lobotomy because she's so sad. Yeah, this is a song about the uh, good hu- the humors and your, your you've got too much black bile, not enough yellow bile. It's it is really like grasp. You're just we're just grasping for something, and then you're like, yeah, there's those two sad characters from Splash Mountain. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh oh yeah! Yep. They're still sad They're here. Still, yep, still sad. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. would be it would be funny if they like had a smile on this and then they curved the smile down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, robot. You're sad forever. Yeah. Unfortunately, the story behind that is when they curved it, you could hear the breaking of the the 
the robot bones. <laughs> well, of course, the and robots they said have, it sounded like screaming. Yeah, the robots have feelings. We know that. Yeah, they have, they can feel pain. In a lot of ways, the the robots that made it out the the with the easiest uh, assignment were the geese that were stripped and put into Star Tours. <laughs> got an early retirement. Yeah, they got out of there early. They didn't get put in friggin' Splash Mountain. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. They were like with that anymore. Oh wait, wait but, a minute. <laughs> but wait, one of the but I don't in think Star I ever, Wars there were a lot of no no space in the ge- Star Tours one. There's a nod. Uh, uh, I I saw someone point this out that Star Tours, um, the goose that became a robot in the queue for Star Tours, is singing. Uh, I've been working on the same droid to the tune of "I've been working on the railroad," which does appear in this show. In America, so sings. it's a little nod. But I'm just I'm there. just saying, you know, you didn't get put in another problematic ride. You get in, put oh, in yeah. Star Wars, a big famous thing. They must have been like, oh shit, that's we, a big upgrade. We yeah, dodged yeah. a friggin' bullet here. Good. And some of these goes geese are drunk. You want to get away from them? Yeah, so. and it's a sad ass show. And Star Tours is like fun and like there's adventures. Those geese got lucky, man. That yeah. is funny that they just that that's how unpopular this thing was at a point that like uh, yeah, just get rid. Of it. Nobody will notice. Like oh, yeah. there's four geese at the beginning. Just get rid of them. Put it. Star Tours is happening. Get it over there. Get it over. Skin it. Skin it. Put a pair of binoculars on its head. Yeah, rip its rip its skin off. <laughs> you got yourself a, a Johnny Five, and you got a promotion for being resourceful. <laughs> I've got a fun anecdote. Oh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> is it? I'm scared. A song I singing in the rain appears in this. I knew you were gonna, <laughs> singing in the rain appears in this, and I'm I've probably I must have talked about this on the show, but I was so delighted to learn like a decade or so ago that singing in the rain did not first appear in the Gene Kelly singing in the rain. Singing mm-hmm. in the rain appeared in a stage show called the. Oh, what is it called? The Hollywood Music Box Review and a movie called The Hollywood Review of 1929. The Gene Kelly Singing in the Rain film is what we nowadays refer to as a jukebox musical. All, like, uh, most of those songs, with I think the exception of Make Em Laugh and Moses Supposes, appeared in <laughs> earlier MGM musicals of the 20s and 30s. So it essentially, like, Singing in the Rain is essentially like the Moulin Rouge of its time. Oh, yeah, and sure. I am delighted by that fact. Every it's time on the AFI 100. It is on the <laughs> AFI, well, deservedly so. It is fun. It is a Boy, fun. Boy, America movie. sings makes singing in the rain look like singing in the rain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look like the Hollywood Review of 1929. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's fun. Uh, can I say uh, who my favorite character name is in the show? Oh, Do yeah. you guys know what I'm talking? Who I'm going to say? Well, there's only like a handful of characters that they bothered to that's give a name to. That's also a good too. point. There's also a good point. Yeah, all the country bears seem to have names, and then they were like, "Yeah, we'll name three of the characters of a yeah. hundred no time." Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> uh, Saddle Sore Swanson. Saddle Sore Swanson. Yeah. Right. And what does uh, he do again? I don't know. He sings. He's got a guitar. <laughs> That's a good name. I'm not even saying I like the character. I'm just saying I like the name. Yeah. Yes, That's a fun name. It's got some personality well, to it. Well, and I like, you know, you uh, the, when you see, the, the, when you go on Splash Mountain again, now you can point out some of these character names you can say that's don't just say oh look at those funny gators in the hats who play instruments those are the swamp boys and yes. the vultures are not just vultures who are uh 
uh, surmising your doom. They're the Boot Hill Boys. Mm-hmm. So be sure to turn to whoever you're in the log with and tell them those facts. <laughs> Especially if the other person in the log is a, a 12-year-old boy who saw you slowly taking off your socks before <laughs> the attraction began. Then lay, be sure to, also, to then al- turn around and say, these are the Boot Hill Boys. Uh, yeah. I have not done <laughs> that, the, although it seems like it's something I would do. Then the giant Irish uh, dog who works for Disney Security will <laughs> beat you with a shillelagh. <laughs> will Will any of these characters survive the transformation of Splash Mountain? I've had this question, and I, like, because you you do got to populate that. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a very long ride. Do we think that they resemble princess and the frog enough they don't like fight it style wise right is there room in a princess and the frog ride for a clinically depressed depressed rabbit (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to think there is a stressed out mother possum yeah regretting her her choice to have children yes i'd like to think there is but i it is a question i've had because there's so many robots here yeah um yeah will the showgirls remain i I don't know I mean, other option is just, like, promote them all as that one goose was long ago and just make them, strip them all for parts and make them all droids. <laughs> so now the Star Tours line is 115 <laughs> droids all clanking around. There's barely room for <laughs> tourists to be I in love the line. Put, put them in Galaxy's Edge. Walk that walking around, walking around, yeah, yes. and the, those catwalks, just like constant droid walk cycles, yeah, so much noise. You never aren't seeing droids up there. Wow, yeah. they sure do sing Lida Rose a lot here on Batu. <laughs> well, there's no way to change the programming for some of them. They yeah. have to, they have to still sing some classic songs from the American Songbook. I mean, Home on the Range applies to there's ranges in uh, Sure uh, Tatooine. Yeah, and the yeah, you can yeah, you can change some of that. Maybe the pre-program them for the lyrics. Um but Trist Twisted Batu essay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird okay, so yeah, you've got kind of these eras of uh old bad music that reminds you that there was no good song in America till maybe the forties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy comes along and everyone loses their damn minds. Yeah, we're cooking. Um, but you, now you end up, yeah, somebody end up in the section that is called modern times and quickly in the modern times section, you have like some animals and old college sweaters and pennants singing a tisket a tasket. And that's what you could see that represents modern times in 1988. A yeah, phrase, 1988. <laughs> a phrase, Michael Jackson I, is out. Like it's like, imagine what was. George Michael is topping the charts, but you get to hear old gray mare just ain't what she used to be. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't a hundred years ago where this ride was. Like no. it, was, it was existing. And old gray mare is one of the bops. Like, that's the one that everyone's like, okay, we don't have to worry about this one. Um, I'm, not, tis- I'm not kidding that in my notes, I, I have in my notes, Here we go. Jason's going to Here say one of these songs is a bop. Yep. But I guessed wrong. I guessed Ra Ra Boom DA. Uh, nope, too problematic. No, <laughs> I didn't I was, know that. I wasn't saying no, you were going to like a problematic no, no. bop. I, um, <laughs> I always thought that song was nonsense. And then I was like, where does to Ra Ra God damn. Uh, you, did ju- be, you did have an opinion about Ra Ra Boom DA in your past. I, I just never thought. I It just <laughs> sounded like gibberish. Uh, a tisket, a tasket. Mm-hmm. I just knew 
I didn't know what the context of that song was, but I knew a tisket, a tasket, anyone who talking this or that, Chris Kirkpatrick, you could get your ass kicked from the Eminem now, song uh, uh, Without Me. You're saying that's how you... Patch, you can get your ass kicked. He, yeah, he okay. says a tisket, a tasket, and I never knew what that meant, like where you that didn't, You didn't know from. that was from a song. I didn't know that was like oh. an affer, like an old timey or like an old song or well, something. Well, Eminem loves the classics. Sure. He loves the old time. <laughs> he he loved America Sings. Yeah, he would, his mom would take him just to watch that. <laughs> yeah. He'd clap along, the Yankee dude. That's the only, thing he, liked that that's the only thing he liked about his childhood, he would say. Yeah. Now there's a song where... He, it was, it's a real positive song <laughs> that he wrote about America Sings. The <laughs> biggest influence I have to say Saddle Sore Swanson. <laughs> He's, he has done a posthumous track with Saddle Sore Swanson as well, uh, where it's like kind of in, in a, like a dreamlike image of him. Oh, yeah, sure. Rare they've outtakes. sampled him, like they've sampled Saddle Sore. He worked with the Saddle Sore estate. Yeah. <laughs> or, sorry, I got it wrong. It's a tisket, a tasket. I go tit for tat with anyone who's talking shit and that shit. Chris Kirkpatrick, you can get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. I mushmouthed it a little. But he was there at the time not talking any shit about Green Day, and I'm I'm mad that he was of all the people to be targeting, he didn't come through for me back in the day. Yeah, that's no. yeah. Oh I mean maybe he's still he, I mean Green Day's still they're kicking. So maybe uh, next time they come back, yeah. I would like to k- sort of like um brainstorm on an entire Green Day version of America Sings. <laughs> Starting back to Dick Dookie and then even going back before that. Uh, so every room that you turn to is a different. Yeah, the first one would be uh, Kerplunk, which was the album before Dookie, oh. and then there's a uh, there's a e, two EPs, uh, smoothed out Slappy Hour, and I forget the other one. It's How a, is it's a this number. What's bothering me the most in this episode? <laughs> uh, there's some good songs on Kerplunk. It's a very lo-fi. Uh, it's, a, it's a much more lo-fi one, but there's there's some good songs, and that would be the first room. Dookie would be the act two. But it's um, still Sam Eagle. It's you uh, Sam Eagle, but he is, uh, his other character is the Jesus of suburbia. <laughs> character but he from... tells the story like, Billy Joey played a song strumming <laughs> on his guitar. Yeah, that's George true, yeah. Bush lied and people died <laughs> and that will. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Nimrod and uh, Insomniac room three and then act four is modern times with of course the you triple think you album expand this out to like hit the other like mall punk or the mall rock of its day like absolutely a, no not. doubt or bush no. or something <laughs> absolutely or, not okay <laughs> only green day i'm, u- I'm pretty day much sings. i'm useless then in that case i'm useless if you're just taking the green day and scott's mad so you might be on your own <laughs> uno dos one, tray uno dos tray the triple <laughs> album they released jesus Fucking Uno dos Trey, because Trey Cool is the name of the drummer. Don't you just want to expunge this shit from your brain? Do you want to just vomit these awful phrases out? Not have to have them uh, in your head anymore. If 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 you meant vomit in a good way, yes, because I love saying these things. I do like. I do. It's like when you're exer- like oh you're like stretching for the first time after a flight or something. I haven't been able to say uno dos tray for a long time, <laughs> and now getting to say it really feels like ah oh, that feels good stretching my arms here. <laughs> like after a long multi-year flight of not being able to talk about Green Day albums. But here that's I am. like if you that's like you just stretched your arms out real wide and smacked another passenger in the face. That's well, what happened to me. That's that. Yeah. In your instance, uh, I, I smacked you, and then another like maybe there's a person to my right that I was like more of a massage like i was rubbing them their back and they liked it they like what's coming out here um so i would like yeah i'll, I'll come up with 
I'll come up with a foolproof set list for <laughs> Billy Joe Sings or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> for right, Well, share it with Lindsay. <laughs> See how long yeah. she stays in the room. The whisper, then... <laughs> it, whisper it into a seashell and throw it in the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> you, may, you may as well have just said go soak your head fresh boy <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll write it up the audience is going to want to see what I would do thematically like what makes sense sketches you sure well wait a minute I didn't, I, didn't, segments. I didn't say I was going to sketch Billy Joe maybe it's the Ben the Jesus of suburbia well now we're back on if we get to write the spoken words do we get to write the skits <laughs> what would Burl Ives say about Green Day if Burl if Burl Ives was singing uh, nice guys finish last I cannot emphasize that the framing device is just not helping mm-hmm. in this the yankee doodle framing device no i no. don't I times don't. you want to hear that song um the and then yeah, can okay. i say can i say real quick oh, yes, well, yankee doodle yes. i mean i think yeah this like i think there's many different ways because i was always confused what about the reference of macaroni in yankee doodle mm-hmm. yankee doodle went to town riding on a pony stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni yeah uh, we sang this as children. No idea what it meant. This this article says, when Yankee Doodle became a popular tune in the late 18th century, to call someone a macaroni was to connect them to a satirical type, typically a male overly concerned with continental fashions and foreign art, which I guess maybe it's like homophobic, but also like foreign art. Like, I don't know, like a uh, snooty high society man who likes fashion and art, like I guess. So like, is that, there you it's go. It's like so. the big, wig like powdered wit kind of like yeah i guess so they were like oh you're a fancy boy eh, yankee doodle like <laughs> yeah yeah yankee doodle is just essentially david letterman's dialogue from cabin boy <laughs> <laughs> do you want to buy a monkey <laughs> isn't that the dialogue and in- well, he can do oh he says like oh you're some sort of fancy boy oh right you? yes yeah right. there's more scene yeah yeah, yeah, that yeah. keeps going yeah sorry i don't remember cabin um, boy I that's weird wait so the guy is you're a macaroni if you wear that stuff or yeah the- the article's also confusing because it's like it might not be that, but like and no one, yeah. But it seems like that was like a that was a either a light diss or a, some sort of a diss. It's like when regular people are like Obama's wearing a tan suit and I'm mad. <laughs> yes, the, yes. There's the, the same outrage of like yeah. this man likes art. This man is knowledgeable about art. I mean, I'm certainly feeling some heat right now for being so knowledgeable about Billy Joe Armstrong's art. <laughs> I'm you certainly feel like as if this is some macaroni. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I kind of feel like you know, I'm kind of more of a, like a worldly culture guy when it comes to some one of the great artists of the 21st century, 21st century breakdown. Um, when it's and yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. Just, wait a minute. The the good stuff's in the twentieth century. You don't tell me his twenty first century output is. There's a new. He has a new song that samples that uh, Joan Jett song that was written by Gary Glitter, mm. which is a good well, song, but well problematic. Jason, now I can dislike it on moral grounds. Now for more about Gary Glitter, though we turn Gary, to Jason. though I've been. Her- <laughs> <laughs> Gary Glitter, I believe though, doesn't make any money off his songs anymore. So I don't think he got paid from. I think an article because when. Joker came yeah. out. Everyone was like, "Gary Glitter's getting a lot of money for the iconic stair dancing." 
seen, but I believe it he's would not. Be, I don't want Gary Glitter to get money from it, obviously, but if that was off the table, uh, the animatronic show I would like to see now is an animatronic <laughs> dancing downstairs. If they did that somewhere, forget about Spider-Man flipping through the air. If there was a set of stairs on a DC campus oh. and Joker could do the Six dance flags. every day. come on. Yeah. Get on this. Get this is such song. a great idea because they're so advanced. Animatronics are so, like Olaf can walk now and, mm-hmm. you know, but we can get, yeah, we can get a dancing Joaquin Phoenix Joker down the stairs at a Six Flags. Oh. And then ch- cops chase him away and then uh-huh. the loop starts again. And you never sure. know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. And it's at a the, good show. At the very least until the technology is perfected, just get one of the Valencia teens to dress up and do it. Why not? Like, uh, why not? Like a bunch of them. Joker. Every employee mobs. at a Six Flags should be dressed like the Joker. Jesus. Is the Joker like the fight club for this generation of like high school kids? Oh, for sure. Oh, you think so? Man, that's, He's like the boondock. It's probably bigger because more people saw it than now. That's than saw true. Fight Club, fight club was one of the breakout like DVD like yeah. uh, cult if, hits. If you're a younger person, let's ask, do you love the Joker? Like the movie, the movie specifically, or the character, the movie, the movie, the the the, yeah, the, the Todd Phillips uh, yeah, Joker. Okay. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of iterations of the Joker that I think are, of course, more interesting or more fun. Hmm. Like Jared Leto Joker. Oh yeah, well that's just cool. <laughs> I mean, Skrillex. We all know and love Skrillex. He's still around. He's still top of the charts. Mm, yeah, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I look. I want to see. I want to see the. Uh, you guys didn't watch the end of the Zack Snyder Justice League, but they tease a future post-apocalyptic movie where Jared Leto teams up with Batman. Hmm. Oh, right. Spoiler alert. Teams up. They mm-hmm. live in the society. Is that where, though, we live in a society that... Not in the movie. That was just a clip for that like, was an outtake. to drive everyone insane Yeah, Jared Leto improvised that. God, that sucks. On the day, and then you put it in the trailer, but is, that line is not in the actual There's movie. There's still things that were shot that aren't in the Snyder Cut? Yeah, so there, there are. He, he tried to shoot a scene with a Green Lantern, and the WWE, WB wouldn't let him put it in. Yeah. So there's yeah. still more. There could be yet another Snyder Cut coming. Yeah, aren't they talking about the Snyderverse well, and the Ayers Cut of... Suicide Squad. Yes, but they are talking about that. Of course, there's the one cut we want, the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Well, that, I think, the is three uncontroversial. Hour yes, please. Um, I mean, I'd like to see the Schumacher cut of Justice League. Just take the same footage and put a bunch of, like, trombones <laughs> in it and, uh, uh-huh. and, uh, like, and, and U2 and Seal wall to wall. Let's schumacher like, all the big, movies. Like, sound effects, bonk, boink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, that is a good idea. It is a good idea. I, I, I think a way. One thing we, I don't think we've touched on yet is that the like big finale song of America Sings is "Old Lang Syne." <laughs> that's <laughs> really weird. weird. That's, that's weird too. That's it's like America so weird. now to sing to America. <laughs> that is weird. Like but then TGI McScratchies every show <laughs> almost is equally weird. Slightly before it, they do Joy to the World, not the Christmas Carol, the Joy to the World. The Three Dog Night. The Three yes. Dog Night song, which is from an album from 1970. So Closer. Very, Closer. like, by Disney standards, might as well be topical yeah. in this ride. Like, that's pretty current to get. closest they've ever come, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Being right on. And, like, I think kind of like a universally beloved, like, correct Mm-hmm. That that makes sense to me in here. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. It's the rest of the show that Maybe. I have a problem I was with. thinking, you know, if I was somewhere and I saw a band go, all right, here we go, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, I would turn in the opposite direction of that band. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like begging for it at that point in America sayings. I think... Oh, yo, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's like the best song. What's the, what is the best song in the show? Is it this? Is it Hound yeah. Dog? Hound Dog? Maybe it's Hound Dog? Maybe Hound Dog. It's shake? Do you like Shake, Rattle, and Roll? Maybe it's Shake, Rattle, and Roll. It might roll. be Shake, Rattle, and Roll. I just yeah, saw that. Th- the end of Clue, they play that song. I think it's Shake, Rattle, and Roll. I think it's Shake, Rattle, Hound and Roll. Hound Dog is fine. I'm never, I've never been a big Elvis guy. Never been an Elvis guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like Sometimes I listen to it and, and I go, oh, yeah, he does have a nice voice. But Elvis never grabbed me. I, I get it. I get it, but... Yeah, I was I, never way into him. I like there. There's a lot of wonderful covers of "Down by the Riverside." I do think that's a great. Okay, song. all right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I like the that we that you do get into the rock era in modern times, and the, I just like the. I don't know what site I copied this from, but I just like the dry description of that you see a rock band consisting of a hippie stork with dreadlocks, love beads and granny glasses, a porcupine on drums, and a rooster with his crest teased into a fright wig. (laughs) And that's what they think rock music. It's similar to, like, am I remembering correctly that those vultures in Jungle Book look Beatles-y, but then they didn't do a Beatles-y song. They did a barbershop. Right song, but they're like, all right, so we're get, we're representing the Beetle hair, we're representing the shaggy hair in a year by which they had stopped doing that hair. Yeah, like, this, that is like it's it, one in one and the same with that. Like Disney thinks, yeah, the shaggy hippies, hippie dweebs, they're always right. like rail thin. <laughs> it is like, why aren't the like the Chuck like the Chuck E. Cheese had the Peach Boys? <laughs> like, why aren't the Peach Boys in this, or why aren't the Beetle? Like, why isn't there? Yeah, I was thinking of it because Chuck E. Cheese has a lot of old songs in it too, but like it's fun and a little sillier. And this just, I don't know, it despite the comical, like whimsical animals, it feels like it takes itself so seriously. That and, is probably what, I mean, obviously a bunch of uh, older guys of this era probably were like, we must do justice through song for the bicentennial. And they probably, yes, the probably they were like, this show is not this show with a showgirl pig is not a joke this is nothing to be (laughs) we'll have a few mild laughs but in general no the show with an eagle and a top hat needs to be serious and the only attempt at humor we haven't said this really the only joke throughout is that early on we hear pop goes the weasel and a yes. little weasel pops out and says, pop goes the weasel. <laughs> again and again. And then this happens at every single scene. You're at the yeah, next scene uh, it happens. He keeps, you don't know where he's going to show up and they put all their jokes in that basket. The one not changing <laughs> joke over and over again. If, look, if you're that weasel, if I come across you on the street, I am drop kicking. <laughs> <laughs> the weasel is bad. The weasel is Really, the bit is not it good. Is bad. It, yeah. It's it's up there with the Yankee Doodle finale of like <laughs> worst elements of this ride. I mean, it's I I think I wish they had kept adding stuff throughout. Like, because you can reprogram Chuck E. Cheese, of course. Yes, I had yeah, a they, there's, all the there's time. they people in gas stations who are doing it still. <laughs> they should have, as the seventies gone on after Nashville, Robert Allman's Nashville came out. They should have put in the "It Don't Worry Me" song that they're constantly singing. <laughs> that very melancholy uh, is played over the end of the chaos of that movie. I don't know if they were willing to be that subversive. 
I without I that's my punch up. That's yeah, my sure. like yeah, you know? I would I would yeah, my punch well I already said my punch up, which is perfect. It's more so Billy Joe send Armstrong. The, send the right into the future. Send the show into the future. You're gonna go work on the. You're gonna work on the punch up. Yeah, make your plans. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, there's look. There's a hundred things you could do. There are better like songs in the early 20th century. I think the. I think they picked wrong songs throughout. I think what always kept me away from really checking this thing out is when I was like, okay, wait a minute. So it's a revolving theater and it's a bunch of animatronics. That sounds like fun. What are the kinds of songs? That doesn't sound very good. And I think that's why I hadn't watched this until this week when we decided to talk about it. Like, um, more fun, more fun. On the way out the door, I saw a clip from an old Christmas special where Glenn Campbell is on stage. He, he pops around all the locations and he sings Christmas songs with these characters. Sure. And I don't think they reprogrammed the robots. I think it's just editing to like make a pseudo sync up happen. But it's better. It's more fun. Yeah. I did make, I kind of liked the picture dancer because uh, Glenn was kind of like you know cozying up to her and I was they had some chemistry <laughs> I felt yeah um, I hear yeah. that so uh, that little clip that that clip genuinely is like so much more fun than the, the well, show itself. I am begging for that I mean Why the were- idea of the current iteration that we know of as Christmas is a very American uh, creation uh, essentially uh, partially done by the Coca-Cola company adopting the idea of santa claus as a man like a lot of stuff that we consider christmas traditions are very recent in modern history and i think that would easily those traditions and songs could slot into this why aren't they like singing like frank sinatra songs or something clearance i think i think that's got to be it yeah maybe why none of these (laughs) yeah because you don't have any of like yeah songs are getting good in that yeah those are old songs gershwin era from the set by that point in the 70s those songs were still popular but they were old yeah and those songs like people play still that would make so much more sense yes like not really jazz represented per se yeah it's so like yeah how so hokey all it's like it's like it's like the old guys didn't have like a great taste like Country Bear has some tradition, some original songs, some yep. sort of like joke songs. I think it's a lot of like classic country and folk songs, but this, but, but this, a different yeah. kind of folk song. This than is this like stuff. when you go to, it's like when you go to a wedding. You've been to a wedding where, you, where you're like, this DJ just sucks. Like this is just so like he doesn't know how to get people up. There was a good flow going on the dance floor, mm-hmm. and he's killed it. Like he kills it after one song. He or she, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, where yeah. But it's like it's annoying. Like you just that person who's doing the playing of the music doesn't know. Yeah, and you can, and that's how this feels to me. They don't know. Whoever put this together doesn't know how to get a crowd on their feet. <laughs> uh, the videos that I watched did not end in a standing ovation. No, except when people got up to. But I think that was to leave. Yeah, Mark. I mean, look, Mark Davis obviously is involved in stuff we like. I would not let him DJ my wedding. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Yeah, but. Uh, I guess a DJ needs to know if you're gonna like create a nice little flow to a set list. You you want to you want to end big. You want to end mm-hmm. with something great. Yeah, of course. Do we maybe want to so that this isn't? It's similarly maybe we need to end with a bang. Sure. With and I'm glad we saved this information. Anything else to say about the ride before? Because I think we if if this episode's had a bunch of like weird and cruddy and dark stuff. Although I ended up having fun. 
Uh, the, yeah. You know, I think we got something fun here at, to end with. But um, oh yeah, for sure. I, I, I know. I'm. Yeah. I think I'm good here. We're set. Okay. Okay. We can skip over the uh, the gruesome death, the horrible death. The, yeah. The yeah. Oh yeah. Death. That's awful that's too. Because in case if anyone was getting ready to comment, I wonder if they're going to talk about the death. They didn't talk about the death. We, we just did. We talked about we it. We have that's to it. acknowledge it. The ride only shut down for two days. Uh, this one of the grimmest things I, I think it's we've come across. So awful. Yeah. And you, you can learn about it in the defunct land video where Kevin Perger even put in a warning card and it's bad yeah it's it's uh it's just bad this is a thing in general I'm always like we when we run across the rides where there was a death I'm like does anyone really want to hear us talk about the deaths sure I don't, I, I don't think know that much fun to be this one is so notorious <laughs> and were... it's it's negligence and it's shocking they didn't catch it ahead like catch that this yeah. Yeah. R- r- switching the co- clockwise versus counterclockwise rotation that no one it's insane it's a huge lapse of safety and yeah yeah um but yes that that also that ends up being like what people i think as kevin says in that video he's like yeah that's what people remember this ride for also so yeah getting gutted for to fill out splash mountain every and grizzly day. every yeah. con every piece of con every layer of this ride or this show yeah anyway Boy. I don't think we knew. I don't think we knew. I don't think I fully knew until we were talking, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we just, like, uh, landmines in every direction, apparently, except for the end. Oh, yes. Because uh, here's what we have to say. So, all right, it's Fourth of July weekend. There was a long time ago where we talked about, like, okay, well, if... uh, Hey, if old if old Joe, if old Joe Biden is aiming for things to be uh, mm. up and running uh, uh, by the Fourth of July, which things sort of uh, confusingly are <laughs> to some extent. Um, yeah, I think I will still spend my uh, I think I will spend my Fourth of July still uh, <laughs> avoiding crowds. Not no. for not for uh, uh, health reasons, but just because I, I think it made me realize I don't want to be in crowds anymore. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I mean, there's still it's been gradual, but I think there's good feelings, and we we had just like we we had said maybe is Fourth of July maybe a good time to do something that we keep. We've talked about it for so long. Uh, something that we talked about being the first thing back at when we were back in person, and then we realized, like, oh, it's too much to pull off. It's something we talked about doing in 2020. It's something we yes. have teased so aggressively. It is not this show, but another animatronic yes. animal yes. musical yes. show. And I think you know what we mean at this point. Mm-hmm. Talking about the country bears. Yes. Um, so, I mean, what uh, from our perspective, is, is it maybe it's just... It's felt too daunting. It's felt like, uh, you know, like, like really, are we there? Are we ready? Are we well, in a place? Yeah. To- it certainly felt daunting. There's been a lot of angles. Like, I think, mm-hmm. oh, then there's this angle to take on well, it. And I, there's the songs. Uh, yeah, there's the I, history. Uh, there's the making of. And so it's been a little daunting. It was cursed because we said we're going to do it uh, in this way at this time. <laughs> and that pretty much is a pod, any podcast. If you do that, life is going to get in the way. Like, I don't know that any of us expect it america to like the vaccines to like hit the gas and like stuff to open that quickly yeah like we very Mm. quickly tried to jump and get some like back you know go back to theme parks Mm -hmm. we've been talking about not going to theme parks for 16 months let's get to some (laughs) theme parks so yeah that's true yes yeah current finds a way life gets in the way i don't know what do you want to say uh lots (laughs) going on folks um but i think the main thing is uh Ambition has grown. We want to do. We want to do this right. We want to do something yeah. fun with it, and that is why we are <laughs> announcing officially Country Bear Jamber Week, mm-hmm. an Perfect. entire 
week, and we and which we should say the phrase a daily podcast <laughs> series. Yes, devoted to the country bear jamboree. Yes, we're gonna do it right. We're gonna do it uh, exhaustively. Um, not eighteen part. Not nineteen. No, parts. No, 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 no. <laughs> we will. I mean, what? Like, why would we do that many? But it's not as if this is a uh, shopping district shopping next mall, yeah. to a, a theme park. Yeah, of course, yeah. No, but and and the rules and metrics of Country Bear Jamboree are uh, evolving uh, as mm-hmm. we speak. It's, it's being locked down as we speak. By that, mm. you mean we don't know when we're going to do it yet. That's what uh, you're saying. Well, but that and also like, and then it'll be this. And this oh, I know and this. exactly what it is. Uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, Mike. This has been Mike's opus for a while. And but and I will actually, I'll give Scott. I'll give Scott. And, Scott was the idea to do I it. Scott had a great for yeah. the week. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which then now I end up getting mentally punished by these things. Yeah. I'll have the idea and then I end up regretting it later. But I don't. This seems like this, this seems, seems like a blast. Fun way to uh, yeah to, to cover and, a and the idea and uh, the I, all I'll say is my idea the whole time was what the finale is going to be. That okay. was that is what I'm. It's very, very excited. I'm excited for everything, mm. but very excited for the finale of this. Right. Well, now we'll so see what that is. Again, we keep digging ourselves deeper into what I've we I've promised. Yeah, I've promised a real bears. spectacular finale. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you keep saying it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's going to be like you're you're it again and again until the expectation is. You so You got high. a minute and a half. <laughs> it's like Sam Eagle and Muppets and the and yeah. the Muppets 3D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what? If you have any suggestions for how we do that, if there's things that you don't want us to to miss, if there's something where you're like, that's how it should go. If there's uh, if anybody's listening who you know, like, hey, our favorites, you know, who we're talking to. If you want, if anybody, our favorite guests, if you want to come talk about anything about uh, country bears, feel free. Um, uh, or it'll just be us for four days because we be determine us. nobody cares. Um, four day, five day, we don't know that either. I don't know, but it'll be contained to a week. Country bear jamber week. I yeah. think it's five. I think it's going to be five. Could be five. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, um, but you never know. These things grow. They have a that's way of growing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good it point. It could be a full traditional calendar week of seven. I it, don't know how it would be seven. I don't, but that would be the... It doesn't feel like seven, but five, isn't five feeling like two feet? But no, it's... Five, five, well, five is a work week. Five's even, yeah, five's a work week. Yeah, so these Five's are, a work week. Although, I mean, maybe, yeah, you, you uh, all of a sudden I'll try to slip in like Captain Kid's buffet into Country Jamber Week. <laughs> would that count? That's getting annexed? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I think it's closed, by the way. Do we know? I think so. We've Captain heard. Closed, we've heard. Captain Kid's Captain Closed. <laughs> the, the like Google page or Yelp pages uh, are a little, you know, those can never be 100% accurate, but I think some people said they went by it. And yeah. It was closed. Mm-hmm. So, it's not somewhere you know, I'm dying to be. Right. No, I'm not future, either. But I am dying to be in the... In the Country Bear Jamboree, mm-hmm. in my mind, we will do this soon. We don't soon. know exactly, but by the further now, and then we'll get, then we'll do an announcement in fourteen months where we break down what it's going to be, and then we still don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Just keep getting slid and slid. Um, what is? Wait a minute. What is this? What's the analog from the AFI Top One Hundred? What is a movie that kept oh. taking forever? Is it the Apocalypse Now? Ooh, is t- Titanic's on Ooh. the AFI list, is it? Yeah, Isn't that it? took quite a while to uh-huh. do, and then Apocalypse Now. If you're including redo, is uh, is, the- is Werner Herzog's Fitzcarraldo on the list? Uh, Fitzcarraldo's the one with the boat, right? It's, yes, it's trying to. It it is like the plot of Fitzcarraldo. Like we the country. <laughs> 
Bears is us trying to drag a riverboat up yes. a mountain. Scott, you know yeah. what we're talking about? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm aware of the reference. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was trying to. There was. He was trying to actually pull like a boat in real life over like this hill yes. to into another body of water, and the boat got stuck that way for a very long time, stalling every like everybody was stuck on location. People going mad. There's a documentary yeah. about it. Uh, Klaus, Klaus Kinski, Kinski his regular madman already. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, yeah, Batman and the Joker, Herzog <laughs> and Kinski. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's our country bears. The same thing. It's okay. Okay, we found one more AFI analog or AFI yeah. adjacent. That might analog. not be on sure. the AFI Did list. Also, Werner Herzog also direct Grizzly Band, and that's a also bear related. Oh yeah, you're right. Should that get thrown in? I mean, we have to decide which which of each which of each song is aligned with which Werner Herzog movie. That's There's so true. much to determine. Yeah, yeah. And oh, we this fit it all in five. We'll see. Oh yeah, yeah. Tears will be the chase of the mind. Well, that's kind of like the um. Uh, 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 Port of Call, Bad Lieutenant. Port oh, of yes, Call. Bad Lieutenant Port of Call. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah. Herzog? I think I believe so. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. it is. Yeah, um, the... okay, so uh, it's on the books. We can't take it back now. We can't no. delay it still, but hopefully, yeah. we hopefully we do it soon. We'd like to do it. Yeah, soon. we can do it we soon. We all want to take you know, because it's a summer. We <laughs> like to see our families. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and, and travel a little. And so, uh, but it's in the works. Great, okay, so yes. it's coming. You survived podcast the ride, mm-hmm. mostly about this one animatronic show that we don't like as much as the other one that we're going to do five episodes about. Exactly. Um, and if you want the latest updates on that and the rest of the show, you can find us on the socials at pod at podcast the ride. Uh, merch is available in our T Public store, and for three bonus episodes every month, check out podcast the ride, the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Um, Hey, well, hmm. y- y- Yankee Doodle always said the past <laughs> is just a start. Tomorrow we'll bring podcasts to you that come straight from the heart. Uh, I, I want to say, lonely road, lonely road. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, wake me up uh, when, <laughs> when September, September ends. Don't wake me up. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.